This is Toke Tunes and Talk. Joe and Wes. And Jim. Yeah, we got Jim Billy, yeah. It's uh, so I, I, I know Jim is, is James going back. Uh we went to high school together and we're in a band together at one point in time. James played the bass, I was on the drums and our buddy Paul was on the guitar and uh buddy Nate Robertson on guitar also and played a coffee shop. Yeah. I remember we played did we play anywhere else? A couple of birthday parties. Oh, that's where we played Frasers. Uh, where they burnt the ferret cage in the yeah. bonfire. We did one at that uh, that place in Jars too, at that, that little youth building sh- at the pool. Because we played, and then we I all went down that? to the uh, like the basketball court, and then we went back and played again. Dude, I'm blanking on that, and I wasn't even on drugs at the time. No. I can guarantee. No, that I just have a freakish memory. One time. That's so you crazy. Guys, man. You guys played in multiple bands together. No, same uh, band. Well, I guess, well, no, because Anthony kind of came and went. Our buddy Anthony, we had two drummers at one point, because why not? Because you need that. (laughs) Two drummers, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the Grateful Dead had two drummers. Yeah. What uh, what was the name of the band? I'm curious. Joe's Garage. Joe's Garage, that's right. Joe's Garage, I like that. Was it it done in your garage then? It was done in my, it was done in Joe's Garage. Life imitates art, art imitates life. I think just just the convenience of the name, yeah. We tried something else. Um, There... See, this is how freakish my memory is. You the got a birthday no, hold on, we no, 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 that that was. You got a birthday card, and for some, it had a picture of a cow on it, and the tag of in its ear had a number, and you're like, we should be cow something, whatever the number was, and I was like, I think that's too close to like Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, oh yeah, a cow plus a number. Yeah, yeah it was oh, like okay. cow seven eighty four yeah. or something. I was like, well, that's no. like some forty one. Right, yeah, yeah, I always got oh, them confused. Yeah. That's a good it, point. And it was that kind of period too, where they were real big. Yeah, and like, they were mainstream at the time. That's funny. Oh, yeah, that was the yeah, the, the high garage, the garage right. of of high school drinking and shenanigans. Yeah, my my parents were pretty lenient on the drinking, but they were also like you know they were smart about it. You know, if you came over and you had a drink, you put the keys in the jar and you stayed the night. You know, uh, that, that was, was a, that was the deal. And you know, and obviously you didn't talk. There about was a it. there was a key jar. Interesting. Right. There was okay. a key jar, and there was like the you know mum's the rule. Nobody really saw, you know talks about what goes on over here. So, right. You know, right. unless you're kind of like in. We had our little kind of clique, you know, of people. It sounds but, like you had the cool parents uh, though. Yeah. What it was. It, it looking back, I de- I definitely did. You know, and it was a really really good time in my life. You know, we had a two car garage dedicated mm-hmm. to, you know, we had a, a basically a recording studio in nice. there that we would lay some stuff down. And uh, we actually sold a CD. We had, you know, we had a CD. I was going to ask, can you remember any of the names of the songs? Can you think of a name of Joe's well, Garage we, well, song? Well, a lot of, we didn't no. really do a lot of originals. Okay, like, we you covered. Kind of like, well, we Who'd jammed. We yeah. jammed, but like we would do, uh, we played some Satriani. Um, okay. A couple, couple clutch covers. A couple of clutch. clutch. Yeah, okay. we played some They're clutch. Um, some nice. Dave Matthews influence. DMB I'm sure we played some Dave Matthews for sure. Um, it's funny. I can't remember playing any like specific Dave Matthews. But your stuff, range, though. kind of a genre hopping. Yeah, yeah. That's we good. were really okay. all over the place because, you know, like he, hmm. you know, he had more. You were more like of a metal influence. Yeah. And Paul was more of a, let's just say, virtuosic. Like if, if, if anybody... It was basically any style, but if you were really, really good at it, he would listen to it. So like, okay. You know, you know what I mean? He's like, That's he, good. He's all over the place. And a lot of the bands that I even listen to today, like he introduced me to in high school. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. Did he introduce you to Clutch? That's cool. Um, or did you introduce him to Clutch? No, no. It was actually Paul. Yeah, it was Paul. Paul and another friend at the time, both around the same time. But ever since then, I've, you know, full steam ahead on them. Right. Yeah. 
fantastic band. You should definitely check those guys out. I wonder what they're doing. I'm sure they're... Di- well, I mean, they're... Oh, they've s- done a couple uh, virtual concerts okay. with COVID and awesome. all that stuff. So they're still in the industry? Or they're oh, yeah, still- yeah. Okay, that's great. They're, they're, yeah, still putting out albums and wow. everything. Wow. It's, it's a hard living to make, yeah, obviously. It, you know? They've been around for, what, 30 com. years or something? Right, I mean, right. It's been yeah. a while. I mean... Well, we were playing in decades, high school, and yeah. that's twenty years, almost twenty years ago now. Yeah, and they so, were wow. they had been around well before that. God, you guys are making me feel old, Super <laughs> and I'm the oldest old, one right? here, so that's not good. You know, we it's need like, we need oh, a. No, I'm so old. <laughs> All right, Jesus. don't 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 want to feel like that. Not on a Sunday. That's not a good time to feel old. You know, <coughs> does anybody ever get that the Sunday blues? You're like, oh, I really don't. Sundays Monday. for me have always been always been a good day because you know it's the weekend. Yeah, good for naps. Uh, Sunday night's a little melancholy because you know Monday morning's. Coming That's what up, I'm but... talking about. That sometimes can kick in earlier than you expect. It's, yeah, if I've know? got a terrible Monday, my Sunday's normally like a lounge, an intentional loungy. You know, I'm <laughs> right. conserving my energy for Monday kind of thing. You know, laying low. Right, you That's know, smart. Never leave the house. A true Sabbath, you know. I'm not right, lifting that right. damn finger for anything. I don't a black have to do. Sabbath. Was it even like cooking? Cooking's considered working or something like uh, that. I always wondered, like, how that. Like, did they just not eat on Sunday? Because you know, I know just, they fast. It's like stuff. it's like Chick Fil A, man. You just got to prepare. That's true. You That's just got to get it early get ahead of time. Twice as much on Saturday. That's right. right? That's right. That was always my plan was to come up with the uh, plan where you just buy uh, at the end of the day on Saturday and then you show up uh, Sunday and then sell it all the back of your car. You know, it's like <laughs> Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Dude, that would be Double so the money. gangster. Like, just show up in a random Chick-fil-A parking lot and just, like, have it's the like, warmer there. What's up? Just be like, I got you Chick-fil-A on people Sunday. People pull people. in like, oh, oh, right? it's open. <laughs> like, I got you. We're doing it outside today. You know, just, like, how, hire a guy to wear a, a cow costume. <laughs> Yeah. Run like, around, so we're doing it cash only. And... We're doing it outside. <laughs> right. It's a little cash bit different. Only, different no later. receipts. <laughs> no receipts. Everything goes yeah. to the tithe plate. Right. No, everybody's trying to get in on it. Yeah. We were talking. It's funny because we were talking about earlier about about that with uh, artists, kind of, uh, you know, not necessarily always uh, letting people know that the material they're using is either uh, comes from something else or is a cover. Like sometimes right. you hear a song, you you might listen to an album and you never realize that a song on it was a cover there very much is like a, a, a an implication when you hear a song for the first time unless it's been pointed out that you just assume that whoever's playing it wrote it i right. mean it's right. just a kind of a, an assumed implied thing and it's kind of, it, I, found, I found out it led me astray because the song is it cars is it named the actual yes. song oh, named yeah. cars by yeah. Uh, who fear, I fear. thought originally was Fear Factory is, is actually not. It's a little bit of both, I think, is what um, we, we well, discovered. For, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Right, it is. Yeah, the original right. band. It's kind of like we were talking about this on the other podcast, how Culture Club had Boy George in it. But then eventually right, it was yes. like Boy George got bigger and then Culture Club was almost a backing band and then they were nothing. Right. And I think the same thing happened here where it's just the main person in Fear Factor Um is it Fear Factory? Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Okay, I think I just Fear said Factory. Fear Factory. I, I, well, I think I said Fear Factory originally. Okay, yeah, uh, Fear Factory is Gary Newman. And yeah, it's a, that's that's classic 80s song. Uh, is it in Cars or Cars? I'm not even sure. I think it's just Cars. Cars. Yeah. Just Cars, yeah. And so... Um, but yeah, and we'll, we'll probably try to sneak a clip in here of it. Uh, nee, 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 nee. But the idea nee, is nee. that uh, the idea is that a lot of things were influenced by this song, and it's yeah. kind of a one-hit wonder. But then it's been reattributed to other bands, and even the influence of it. But um, yeah, you don't really know where things come from 
uh, a lot of times, and then they end up being from something you you had no idea. Right. And I think and, you were talking about a Nirvana song, even right? Or was it? Yeah, uh, Lake of Fire. Yeah, he was talking. The uh, first uh, time I heard that, yeah, for years I thought that was a Nirvana right. original. Like they made it up themselves. Right. Yeah, and they wrote it, and then it's it turns out it's a Meat Puppet song. And, and, I, and uh, I'll tell you what, let's let's take this to another level. So, um, not a, so uh, when you have somebody like Weird Al, who's like. Uh, who puts out these songs that you know they're just they're so amazing on their own right but they're parody and so growing parody, up yeah. i was given a weird al cd not knowing that it was a parody oh CD. wow <laughs> it was just like kind of a random christmas present in my stocking I was it, gonna it say, was did weird your parents al's troll you on this <laughs> weird al, it, in hindsight they totally did man oh, and i amazing. had no idea because uh, it was Weird Al's greatest hits, and so it had uh, like Fat, uh, Eat It, Oh wow, <laughs> uh, greatest hits, like too. the Surgeon, you know, all the classics. And I heard those versions of those songs before I heard the originals. Oh wow! So when you heard the original, so whenever, yeah, Whoa. whenever I hear like I can't Michael even Jackson's imagine that reality, it, I'm always like, Eat It, Eat It. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I always hear like the Weird Al song is like superimposed over top oh, of my, it, my head, and it's fine because I mean they hold up. I mean all of his parodies are like they're they're so well done that, that is they true. can be put neck and neck with uh, with you know michael jackson he's yeah and he's musically so talented in, in that, madonna yeah and, that yeah. he does hold it up he does original songs that occasionally he does the polkas, uh, man yeah the polkas uh, kill me man things. Yeah. but it's, yeah as far as his uh covers um i mean he doesn't really i, I mean i uh, have to even ask but he still asked permission and i know there's a big controversy about him in amish Coolio. Uh, Coolio, paradise yeah, yeah where amish coolio paradise. claims that he yeah. said no and weird owl claims that his people said yes and and, um, but it was a huge hit uh, for him, obviously, the Amish Paradise one. If nothing and, else, it made it got Coolio more yeah, in the play. I, I mean, Coolio, I don't, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, need, need, I don't think Coolio, of all people, needs to worry about artistic integrity or feeling like Seriously, somehow his, it, his, his not, image has been slighted, you know, I don't, um, I in this situation. Like if Weird Al's going to do a parody of your song, to doesn't that kind of mean, dude, you kind of made it? Right, you know exactly. What I mean? It like, is. Actually, that's the story about Kurt Cobain. Parody. Kurt you know? Cobain told an interviewer once, he said, he said, he, they, they said, when did you really feel like you would become famous? And he said, when I got a call and they said, yeah, Weird Al wants to use your song. So, you, you know, know what? It smells like Teen Spirit that's one. The, that's the only thing I can relate to what your experience with Weird Al is right when that uh, Teen Spirit came out, it was, what is that, 92? Uh, yeah, 93, 94. Yeah, So exactly. I was, you know, I'm like 10. You know, MTV still plays music videos at the right? time. Right, yeah, it was MTV. So I saw oh, yeah. the video for Teen Spirit and the gymnasium and all that stuff. Oh, and then, yeah. like, later that night, like, saw the video for the Weird Al oh, version. Right, like, in the we're, same day? Yeah. The, yeah, and I was like, wait, is this the same song? That is confusing. Like, wait, I like this one because the, the dude's head fell off. And, right, it's You know, funnier, like, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. That's like, amazing. Yeah. There are a lot that actually the mop guy is a famous thing yeah, yeah. now. It's kind of like, you know, the mop guy where he's going back and forth <laughs> and then mopping and, and then all the kids are going crazy, you know, and the, the kind of like evil satanic cheerleader or something now is a thing or grunge cheerleader. So, oh man, I miss the days but that, of MTV. That, that was a wildly influential uh, music video, um, uh, definitely. And it was something that I think, uh, you know, yeah, that was a time when you could uh, have something get on there and it would spread like wildfire. And that right. was one of those songs. And that was, well, that was like the place to find new music, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of yeah. times. Like yeah. in that genre, there was no kind of like the, especially it's called for the younger people. Yeah. And then they're they, really tastemakers the, at that point. Yeah. They, they had the more the focused shows. Like they had the, you know, one for rap music. They had one for metal. Oh yeah. You know, MTV right. Raps was huge. Right, right. And then and alternative, uh, that headbangers ball for yeah, metal. Exactly. They had uh, 120 minutes with right. the alternative one, and a, a lot of those were that. at like midnight. 
yeah. which was cool because oh, it, felt, it felt like pirate radio. Yeah, it felt up. like everything else went away and they're like, nah, we took over. They finally gave it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Like Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah. Right. When exactly. Adult Swim was only, what was it, 10 and Yeah, it was, just all, it was just at night. Yeah. yeah. And it was, even though they split it out as a separate channel, it was still on Cartoon Network, right. which I think is funny. I mean, what, yeah. if, what if you're a kid and you wake up, you're like, I want to I want to watch some, you know, uh, Sylvester. I want to watch some, you know, Looney Tunes. And you turn it on and it's like Tim and Eric sitting there, like oh, doing some God. crazy freak out thing. Or I can only Aqua imagine. Eric, yeah, oh, just God. like a oh, meat like, meat like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is so annoying. Oh no, he spilled all his fries. Oh. <laughs> I know. Meat wad and <laughs> fry lock. <laughs> oh, I used to love that show. That show is so abstract seeming now. I just feel like they can't even but make it, a show like relatively, that now. Relatively, it, it seems almost kind of tame, like by a lot of the stuff. You know, the standards. I, I, there's of a, there's lot a couple of things now. now. What is it? That Midnight Gospel. Well, that's even a, by like that's Rick a, and Morty. It's very tame. Yeah. Well, uh, Rick and Morty, Adventure Time, and that the newest one is Midnight Gospel. I really like it. it's Duncan Tressel. Okay. And uh, it's really like uh, crazy psychedelic visuals, but great music. It's almost like has like Pink Floyd level the music, music. Is great mixed nice. with these just Super crazy good. visuals but then it's almost like it's a cartoon meets a podcast meets a radio station meets uh an lsd trip nice i'll you know, definitely check that a out midnight I gospel eat, i need to eat me a cookie dedicate one night to just kind of binge watch a little bit i would 100 percent. yeah it's it's something that it's so it's like you know eyes and face have legs and like uh, it's so only, surreal and yeah, things I've are only, like morph into other things and you're just if you're not if you're not even on anything it puts you in a level of that but i can only imagine <laughs> you know if you get to that Right. If you're already on something it takes you you know did you ever watch super jail oh yes oh, i one. love super I jail only watch a couple of minutes that, that was man. hardcore that was, yeah that was, it. that was always it's like a acid trip weird. that was on the edge of being bad of being like pcp oh, trip. really i thought it was like full-on bad no <laughs> i'm with him if you like heavy <laughs> metal more edgy trip. gory horror stuff it kind of flirted with it. It, it it was actually pretty much willy wonka like uh uh, uh psychotic willy wonka type psychotic runs a super mega jail and they always had that guy blackjack who every episode they'd catch him right the super robot would and then it would bring him back it was like super jails flying back and then it was all about the inner world workings of the jail and i just remember all of them are so visually like striking but they're only like 10 or 11 yeah, minutes yeah. long but so many people would just get brutally just, murdered just like gory kind of crazy like level it's just and it non-stop honestly yeah, it yeah. felt like it was just like boom 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 then, boom and of course you had death clock which you oh, know yeah. had the uh, funniest metalopocalypse yeah, yeah yeah the funniest episodes but at some point at every episode like hundreds of people would get just yeah. completely decapitated. Their or, shows were always about people dying, yeah. but almost unintentionally. Right, right, but then right. it yeah, seemed like intentionally. Accident. Yeah, it was like, oh, we set up this giant, you know, saw, and it, it, we didn't mean for it to drop, and then <laughs> it, like, cuts the audience all up. I think the very first episode of that show, they're doing, like, a big thing for, like, a coffee company. Okay, they've got a right. giant vat of like, boiling hot coffee, coffee. <laughs> and it gets knocked over and just like oh you know just God. they like playing that that's the same thing where it's got doesn't have what's his name murder or what a murder or something you know murder uh, face murder face murder is, face. is the basis yeah. i love it. he's like hey guys oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, dude, his fucking voice <laughs> killed <Pick, laughs> yeah. love that like come on guys come pickles on, guys. was a drummer uh, uh squizgar yeah was one of the, 
and like was it Loki or Toki or something? Yeah, other uh, yeah, yeah. Then, they're, uh, they're the Swedish guys. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh no, why do you do but that? Sitting, always sitting there clicking on his, you know, playing his guitar, like, air guitar, and 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 laying there. Yeah, and then the the main guys always just pissed off about everything. I always you know? see. Um, I always wish they had done a live action one back when the dude from mm. Typo Negative was still around because he would have been the perfect Nathan Explosion. Well, the crazy thing is, is Brendan Smalls is the guy who does that, and he does a lot of stuff for Adult Swim. This is all still in the Adult Swim kind of community, but he actually has his own uh that band or that uh show actually they do live shows yeah. with the cartoon versions right. of them and he has his own gibson uh version of guitars because he's gotten so nice. big like he plays all That's the instruments amazing. on oh, yeah. metal aquiles and the music even wow. the drums and everything serious? they he's show like him Vi, they basically. show him live in the studio and he tracks it all himself he's like a metalhead like super Damn. fan and he just they're all if you listen to it it's like these great uh amalgams of like oh this is like dio right oh this is like the scorpions meets acdc meets dio meets sabbath and it's so just the dude's got a wide palette it's oh, amazing yeah. and he gets actually the guys who he has actually play all the stuff because he does write it but then he doesn't play it all but he ha now has like uh a level tier uh metal guys in there yeah like, the music's uh, amazing i mean if, you, if you've never level. even watched the show if you buy the album it's it's good music yeah, and the show is really uh, well done too. And uh, the weird thing is, is he did a thing called Home Movies, and he also did a thing called Doctor Cats. <laughs> and some people might remember Squiggle Vision and Doctor yeah, Cats. Squiggly, yeah, okay. His, I didn't it's know a cool, it's a cool concept. With that, is he just called up uh, comedians and would have them do a little shtick about their lives over the phone, and then he would act like the therapist, and he would do it all <laughs> just that way, and they'd be on oh, the phone. That is so cool. And so, yeah. if you actually listen to it, there's a lot of really like top list uh, comedians who are on the show. And it was a great format, really simple. But yeah, that squiggle vision kind of got big for a while because on Comedy Central, it kind of blew up in like, I guess, yeah. the early 2000s. But he's had multiple shows that have kind of uh, been around and he's done a lot of uh, uh, different content in the uh, animation yeah, field. But... Well, when you see something new like that, like I, I always picture myself in the boardroom with the executives, like, and them kind of seeing that for the first time and right. like. It's almost like you got to have some pretty cool people in the room being like, all right, fuck it. Why not? You know? Yeah, that's out there. true. Because that was kind of a big leap. You know, nothing, you know, what, like, oh, what if it gives somebody a seizure or something? You know, there's crazy shit, you know, oh, stupid yeah. little stuff like that that they got to consider. Yeah, the studio uh, that does all the stuff for Adult Swim takes a lot of risks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's because it's all after hours and in a weird thing or they're all short format. Like, almost nothing is a traditional it's all 30 less, less minutes or an minutes. hour. Say what you or really like. I, I feel it's like, like there's, uh, personally, I think there's a lot of garbage on there but right. say what you will it's very avant-garde it very does Definitely. very much does push the envelope and there is kind of new stuff that kind of emerges out of it that wouldn't have existed but otherwise. the only That's the true. only downside to that is then a lot of shows don't get picked up for second and third seasons and get to develop because yeah. they're always you know, competing for right. yeah exactly well, what, what was weird for me is when they started doing a lot of live action stuff on it because obviously well, it was traditionally a, an animation studio or an animation uh channel and then suddenly they start having like tim and eric and other things and it started to make oh, me like think children's hospital yeah and, and it yeah. started these live action ones where it's kind of like okay this is kind of i don't know the, the acting or the quality of their production it's easy to do an animation and virtually now you can do any animation and make it look like the best animation like either some crazy Japanese stuff or some Simpsons level stuff or anything you want, right. you can make right. it look. But as far as like video production, sometimes I felt like it was a little short on like, it felt almost soap opera. -y, right. right. You know? It almost feels like a kid in their, you know, a 15 year old kid in their room and they just got a new <laughs> editing program or new animation software. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, just the level of like, 
time you can tell that they've put in, in, into just the art. You know, it's just a few. It's it's very minimalist in yeah. that way, but it's also very amateurish. In yeah, that way. it's like there's something you can appreciate about it. But the one thing about Adult Swim and everything is they are really musically oriented, and they actually even have their own. Uh, uh, well, I'm trying little... to think of what it is. It's like something Street Studios or something. William it's Street. In William Street William Studios, Street. yeah. That's the studio, that's where, and they're in Atlanta. That's where it's located. Exactly, it's in Atlanta. Street, right. And it's one of the few uh, East Coast-like anima big animation uh, type things, but right. they actually have a record uh, uh, label as well, and they oh, promote wow. music on it. And so they have a whole culture around uh, uh, the things that they do. And I think really they actually have a weird formula about mixing stuff out and why there is so much kind of shovel shows you know stuff that just isn't worth it you know um and it feels like they have a quantity like you know the more times they swing the, really, the more yeah quality quantity over quality yeah. here for sure but i also feel like if there's going to be a winner in the bunch it's going to be noticed in you know especially amongst you know all the kind of crap out there it's kind of got true. a low bar to cross anyway yeah because i mean but you know, uh, you've only got a few examples that have really carried the torch for right. extended periods of time that's you know true. comedy central kind of struck gold with you know south park Oh, they yeah. really but, did. You know, they've yeah. got to give those guys. That's been on forever. They've, yeah. they've, they had to, you know, take a leap when they gave those guys creative freedom because they pushed the boundaries. That's all true. The time, oh, I, I mean, the first episode was about an anal probe. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and about then aliens. Their Christmas and... show was about was about a talking poo, or just right. just um, the Muhammad uh, episodes. You oh know, like, yeah, those are they oh, did wow, things intentionally. Right, and the Tom yeah. Cruise things were very controversial intentionally, but they were always cutting edge Paris because Hilton. they were able to put stuff out within a week of a current event, so it felt really topical. That is that. that and so they had a crazy schedule that they could turn over because uh, they went digital really quick because right. uh, yeah. initially it was all just well, what, it, the what? cutouts from what yeah, I yeah. No, like legitimately very, like construction paper it was right. only the very first episode that was done like that okay. so like right. the second one on yeah. it was all it was not all done well, with computers they had a but, Christmas uh, special that they did with the cutouts that George Clooney got and George Clooney actually was the one oh, who pushed amazing. it around he loved it and he showed it to all his uh, friends um, and eventually it became a, 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 I guess a bigger deal and then they were actually able to get to the point where they got a, a deal on Comedy Central but Comedy Central is always picking up all the all the um, leftover shows like yeah. Futurama and other shows where it's like if it gets canceled, it shows up on uh, I feel like Comedy Central first or they try to pick it back up and, and, and do something with it. But they're just like a step really? away so you from think you feel like Comedy Central is kind of a recycle bin for uh... I don't I don't see a lot of new stuff coming out of Comedy Central as much as I see like I that, see like stuff well, maybe not recycling the, there more maybe not with and the animation, then, but more with the like they have more like stand up comedy. Oh of course shows, that like, yeah. as far as straight up comedy. You know, like, I yeah. can't believe that show is still on the air. Right. Yeah. yeah that he, that created that format a little bit though originally, kind of the bagging on stuff and, and he even now brings well, he, he, opened up he, the, he the, brings the, the viral video people on for redemptions and stuff. I always love those. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of funny. Like, he, well he kinda opened up like that for YouTube now. Like his show on YouTube is essentially like I would say probably half of what YouTube is right oh, now. Yeah. It's, it's oh yeah, for most people just looking at videos, other videos on YouTube and talking about. Yeah, it. he they, created that yeah, reaction there, format. There was another man. I'm gonna I'm blanking on the guy's name. But there was another YouTube guy that did had a show that was very similar, just a lot shorter. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was pretty good for a long time, but he tried to you know get into bigger things and then it right. just, you know disappeared it's tough. in the mix. It's tough to evolve. We talked about that with artists uh, in a in a previous podcast. Like, do you try to, like, Metallica was our example, you know? Do you try to stay the same or evolve? And if either way, either split, someone's not going to be happy. Right. Or, you know, not. someone's going to say, oh, they're not the same or I'm tired of them being the same. So they, right. they you can't win. They got soft. Yeah, right. the, the worst is that if you have any success, you sell out, right. you know? And that, I think that's a little that's unfair because it's unfair. like you're almost supposed to reject money when you 
get to that point, and then it's like you showed them. You, well, you why, stay why poor. Why is the starving <laughs> artist so revered? Like, why is that? Or why does that even have to be a thing? It's you know? way overly uh, romanticized there's this, there's, to yeah. a point that it's a fault almost. Where it's like, actually, I think it's you know, I mean, not to get conspiracy theory, but I think there's a whole vibe about kind of uh, loyalties to companies and things that are built in to kind of create uh, this whole worker monkey. Or mm-hmm. you know, if you're into the creative arts, you shouldn't expect to get paid. Like right. that whole thing that people talk about right. uh, when someone says exposure here, take my pictures or here, <laughs> record me, you know, oh, yeah. photography, a- the ph- photography world's the worst. Yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta like, imagine. Oh, you know, you know, we'll pay you an exposure. I'm like, like right. Take all that time. Gonna feed me, right. Yeah. Right. Take all that time and energy to do what you get paid for normally and should get paid for. And then, you know, just expect like, Oh yeah, well I'm going to show it to some of my friends and that's going to be your reward. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. And it's dangerous because most of the time what happens is you do that job up front with the idea that you get paid at the end. Right. And what right. they'll do a lot of times is they'll say, let me see the proofs. And if you're not super careful with water marks and you're not super careful with the quality you give them, right. they'll run right off right. with those you, proofs. Before you say, know they're on Facebook. Yep. And, you know, they're just good enough. Out. Cropped. Yep. Exactly. They're like, why is it blurry down in the bottom? Yeah. Going back to... Lens. The artist thing and like you know success being selling out. It it is disappointing when you get, there's a band that you like and they drastically mm. change their sound right to get that exposure. Yeah, you know? that's the butt rock is what they call that. Right, is right. when it turns into butt rock is when it is when the heavy uh, band goes uh, slow or goes soft or they've all got long hair and they cut their hair. It's it's a you know they've they've changed you know the right. corporate got to them they they've you know they'll never be the same again and right. that ha- you know sometimes it naturally happens and then sometimes it probably is forced or it and is part of it. There's rare occasions, but there's sometimes when like lead singers you know have throat surgery and then they can't scream or, you know, right, do the same right. range that they had before. So they do. Well, Cause isn't that to... why Skrillex got into electronic music is because he blew his voice out and he couldn't really sing yeah, like that. You're anymore? right. He was into, he was into like scene core and all yeah, the stuff like, where they just go crazy good. on the voice. Okay, he was, really they were, good. he was in a yeah. really good band. I'm, I'm spacing on the name. I'll think of it later or I'll be like, insert name here. Right. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was it was that uh, they gotten pretty big. There was some of that classic. Oh, you're the lead guy and you're the star a little bit, but it was that stuff is so taxing on your voice. I mean, I the way that guy like, sings, all those screamo bands. I just I don't understand the, the core band. The core bands. Kind of um, it's that. like Pantera to the tenth degree. Right, just well, imagine that because Pantera to me is kind of like the the beginning of that voice where it's just uh, keeping it that level. Yeah, know? there's a lot of guys that have had some type of you know throat surgery. They've had to mm. learn there's a way you can scream without it blowing your voice. I'm sure there is a tech. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a technique because uh, David Draymond from disturb had to, he had the surgery. I know Corey Taylor, he's, you know, had issues Mm. and, but you know, they can still, you know, go blow, you know, stadiums out of the right, water. Right. Yeah. Right. I've heard of a lady who does that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. A There's female, a lady that yeah. who's really famous for it. And that, um, when you, uh, get to a certain point and you're struggling with your voice, you go to her and then she reteaches you how to uh, exactly yeah. use your diaphragm. And it's the classic, they call it singing from the head or singing from the stomach. Right. It's a little bit of a head voice, you know, chest voice. Yeah. Right. There's kind of a little bit of, uh, you know, simplification there, but yeah, it's the idea that a lot of people don't really, uh, breathe in and use, uh, kind of breathing um techniques to be able to sing there's very much a singing posture there's very much a singing helps all of it work you know together uh, so 
if, what's his name? David Blaine. Oh, you know, yeah, he can hold his yeah. breath for like, like 20 minutes. I wonder yeah, if he could ridiculous. like carry a note for like, you know, Oh yeah. That's like, do that next. well, that's like the Kenny, uh, the Kenny G's Kenny got G. the world record for, yeah. Cause he does a circular breathing. He thing. has that yeah. breathing um, technique. Yeah. Right. He oh. can keep it going by. It's essentially, it's almost a similar he's to like breathing a, in through his nose. And like, it's like, he's using his tongue. Like the back of his tongue is kind of a valve to just to kind push of push it like in. And yeah, there was an old blues guy way back in the day that could do that. Well, the beauty oh, of a, a, the, a classic... I'm sure it's not a, new, it's not a new thing. I'm sure it's been... The beauty of a classic instrument a is a harmonica is made to kind of be... Uh, you can blow in and then you can uh, suck in. You right. blow out and suck in, so to speak. And um, uh, that allows you to continuously play. And that, so that's kind of like, you know, uh, organ type things like that where it uses a push-pull type thing. So, so, and, and um, one thing I wanted to mention or bring up along these same lines too, is like one mm -hmm. thing that we kind of forget as fans is that these people are human beings. So like right. when you hear about like, and you know, they're totally dedicated to their craft to the point to where they'll sacrifice their voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's taxing. And, and so people it's don't like, think that. the question is like, so what, uh, how much obligation to an artist does an artist have to their audience? So like, that's true. And it's a responsibility example, to yourself too, you know, to be safe. Uh, the most recent thing is ACDC, uh, Brian Johnson. Is it yeah. Johnson? I think he, he's, he actually replaced the original, um, uh, uh, singer who was uh, John, John Scott or yeah, Bon yeah. Scott bon was his Scott. name. Bon Scott was the original singer and ACDC's always been known for this growly, you know, crazy voice. Right. Well, he replaced them. They had to take them off tour um, in the middle of a tour and they actually got uh, Axl Rose to, re to replace them of all people. And so it's something where it was a sad thing where, you know, he wanted to keep going, but the band was like, you just, your, your chords are just right. wasted now, right. you know? And it's because it's like, a, yeah, you know, he's just constantly on that edge of like pushing, you know, your, uh, uh chords in a way that's really not, you know, uh, healthy at all. So, right, right. And, and, and it is like, how do you know how, you need, you need feedback from your body to know what to do but it's also like you know i mean uh in the name of rock you know rock and roll yeah right you know, you know it's like how you long do you want to rock and roll 10 years or 30 right? years yeah it's you know, like you want to live fast normally. die hard yeah. kind of thing uh, or yeah. you know you in it for the long haul because i swear to god you know like dave matthews how long i mean they maybe they've been touring for over 20 years now oh yeah they've been around and, for a while and so I, I and that that actually was kind of the angle i was looking at was like as far as like so uh, to stay together, you know, to, to, to stay as a band. When we were talking about kind of going back to, we were talking about, do you grow as a band or do you kind of stay the same? Oh yeah. So like how Evolution. much, how much of that is an obligation to your fans? Like, right. Right. Uh, well, and, so, and yeah, it must be so weird to think about it from, so like if we're you talking about it, like it's ours, but it's not ours. Right. It's their music. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's literally their choice. It's their expression. And it's like, we're sitting here going, Oh, well, you know, we don't particularly, particularly like it or we right. don't think it's as good as the last one which you know it's all fine and fair and good because honestly i feel like once you put your art into the the, the stratosphere out into the space that the it, you no longer own it right it is now literally pu kind of public property if you will just like because the interpretation it's like, concept because and... it's it's kind of how the the public perceives it is how it is it's not necessarily your intentions kind of be damned you know right, it's right. like nobody's really either going to know that because unless you're there to kind of give context to it yeah nobody's ever they gonna, might laugh when you want them it. to cry they might right. cry when you want them to laugh and you have no it's... idea how their pride yeah. their previous or their previous yeah, life, well, how many their times... previous experiences yeah. are going to affect you know their perception how many times has a band put an album out and then you know 
a certain song becomes a single, and they're like, we had no idea that was going to make oh, it be exactly. a single. Like, yeah. Or they're just like, oh, we all hated that yeah. song. Oh, yeah, oh, right. yeah. We, don't we didn't play know it. from the first so, time. Right. So how much obligation do they have to play their hit now that they all collectively so, just Yeah, hate? how many, yeah, right. I was going to say. It doesn't um, represent their sound. Sometimes, right. like you mentioned that before, how one single will sound Completely unlike different. the rest of it, but it's the one that gets big, and then right. no one really ever wraps their head around the rest of their catalog because it's like, well, you know, we just want that one song. Mm-hmm. Play the one song. <laughs> Which I think that curses everybody i mean nirvana um any big band that has a huge hit like everyone's just gonna sit there and yell at you like Freebird, you know kind right. of and just just expect oh, it you know man, like free bird free bird yeah you know ace, ace of spades would be the the biggest oh, example yeah. of that the motorhead yeah that's a classic one i know that um there's a there's an artist called ryan adams and he's from north carolina and what happens is uh historically at every one of his shows there's a drunk person who says summer of 69 because they think he's brian adams. oh wow <laughs> oh, that's hilarious and so it's like you don't know if they're actually there with the idea that they like thought that's they were buying so funny did that's they drunken buy the ticket there, they're just like dude i don't know any of know, these like his songs new, did he like, come out with a new cd <laughs> yeah, or something like, and yeah, did he get surgery? He looks younger, or? too. Because <laughs> the guy that must be 10 or 15 years oh. younger, easily. <laughs> but yeah, and, and they're both, I mean, Ryan Adams is, is, is you know, uh, a more indie, you know, He's artist. He's the one that but, redid, like, Taylor Swift's Yeah, album, the whole right? album. Yeah. He actually got in some controversy recently. Vinyl. It's very good. Is it it's good? Yeah. There's well a couple, there, there's a couple songs I like, and then there's a couple feel like, eh, it didn't really improve much on the originals, but he also got in some controversy recently with the Me Too thing, Uh-oh. because after the whole oh, Me boy, Too wave, he kind of had ripples where people revealed uh text and chat uh conversations that he had where pretty much he was really kind of like a perverted old man kind of coming on to these girls who were looking for advice in the music industry he's like oh, i'll show you advice and then apparently what happened is one girl he he scheduled to have a skype with her and she sh- kind of showed up sitting there with her guitar thinking it's going to be kind of like we'll talk about this and he the skype popped up and he was nude and so Oops, he was whoops. he was in it <laughs> He was thinking kind of a different session was going to go on, you know, than a recording session. And so, uh, and so he's gotten in some trouble mainly because a couple of them were kind of in that, uh, like, uh, not so great age, age range. And so they were like around 16, 17, Mm, I think. And so he's had some, uh, heat from that, but I think it's kind of, that's kind of created a little bit of like, everybody needs to check their shit and. You right, know, just because you're like, famous. Okay, if you're going to send me nude, I'm, I'm going to need a picture of that ID first. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah, it's like sure. just because you're famous doesn't mean Even you should, then, you know, be creeping gee, on that. Oh, I, I mean, know you yeah, take IDs and stuff. It's just and having recordings like that out there and and letting people, you know, potentially damage what what. And this sounds trivial, but he was actually leading up to having his own uh, Fender signature guitar, and he he put on his Instagram all these pictures of them, kind of you know, prototyping it, and making it, and they were talking about releasing it, and, and then that, this happened, and then they canceled it and it's kind of like wow imagine you know you've reached that level you know you dream as a as a rock star and then your shitty kind of crappy pervy you know impulses that you couldn't just resist now are getting shoved back in your face like it's kind of like karma you know in that regard it's like dude you were going to have a guitar that was going to be your name on it you know fender would forever have it people could buy it and it was crazy looking it was a really cool like i feel like well okay you bring up that's what you get you know but i mean i'm not trying to because i don't want to apologize and i don't know the veracity of any of this this, well, so you're bringing up a it's good all point hearsay here. it's just rumors i've seen and read you're on the bringing internet. up a good point here because what i'm what i'm 
kind of putting together from all of this is that literally the days of what we consider the rock star is over. Oh, yeah. Because right. just imagine if everything that, like, say, The Who or, like, any of these, like, old bands that are known for just, like, wrecking oh, yeah. and destroying and, you know, rape and pillage and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I can tell. Uh, Jimmy Just imagine Page. if all their conversations yep. were saved. Right. On, you know, in, in, in a, you know, like a text message or whatever, in the stuff that they said. Well, here's the thing is they do you get can, a pass. I, they get a huge passes because huge the Rolling pass. Stones and Led Zeppelin, we were talking about Led Zeppelin a little bit earlier, but Jimmy Page was known to actually be dating a 14-year-old girl. And uh, um, get this, the bassist of the Rolling Stones, he's actually the first one to quit the Stones. His name was Bill Wyman. He, uh, he got permission from the girl's parents. He married like a 16 year old girl. And oh, wow. Now How again, it's England, it's England in the seventies, but, uh, he was like 50 or 40 Ooh, at the time, creepy. you know, or so it was like, that's creepy. He was old at that yeah, point, you know, cause they started, they like... were like 20 in the sixties, you know? And True. so by the seventies, he was like 30, 40, he must've been 40 at least. I think it was, there was like a 20 year gap is what it was. Um, and it was so one of those things that was just kind of like, you know, that's happened a lot where it's been kind of like, I don't know, you know, I hate to say that times were different or, you know, because obviously we always view things from yeah, the, the historical lens. hasn't always been 18. And we and 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 in different countries treat things different ways. Uh, but it doesn't really just now it seems kind of odd, you know, or it seems a little <laughs> it seems a little uh, odd so. now to look at it and think about it. But and Led Zeppelin, we were talking about the whole um, uh, where does the song come from? And yeah, and right, that right. and they were there. They've been known. Uh, they've gotten a lot of trouble recently with uh, people suing them over whether or not parts of Stairway to Heaven were ripped off. And also, no, not yes, Stairway to oh, yeah, Heaven. But yeah. also, oh, several no. of their other songs um, are pretty much completely based off of blues uh, songs that are almost like blues standards, oh, like Whole Lot of Love gosh. and a bunch of other songs. Um, and they just blatantly took like the majority riff of the song and the hook and everything and then just changed it a little bit. And uh, they haven't paid any royalties. And they wrote, they said, wrote on all the albums, say written by Led Zeppelin. Right. They didn't mention at all yeah. any of it. And I only think only recently maybe BMI or in a, in a few publishing houses have put on a few other names because it's been a big issue. But I know that they won the Stairway to Heaven one because apparently there's been three or four pe things that have come out of the woodwork on and been like, no, this part is Stairway to Heaven or that part. And So when you say that, you mean Led Zeppelin is one about it? Led or? Zeppelin won the Stairway to Heaven one. Okay. Um, but the other ones, they've been somewhat been pressured <laughs> to, to credit them, possibly. but they still haven't had to pay them. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of on the it, back, on the shoulders of people. Is at what this it point, is. it wouldn't matter anyways because right. the people that wrote the songs are woke. Isn't there like a kind of an expiration date on the copyright too I there think. is disney's always messed with this it used to be 50 years after the copyright holder dies um but now they've extended it to like 75 and there's some concept now that they're um, going to try to make it longer because of disney's uh man you want to talk about going down a different rabbit hole of like you know like the song not knowing who the original like it being a cover like oh, all yeah. those disney movies like oh, when you yeah. look at the original stories it's like, oh, holy wow. crap it's different yeah. yeah yeah that's true the whole what is that's it um, the brothers grim brothers grim mainly based off of those old european tales right. that, that end really dark but then Very, disney like, ends the them all get, happy the kids right. get murdered and, uh, and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. 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 they're meant to be kind of the boogeyman stories that it's like hey you know i don't want to be mean to my kids and just tell them hey you know if you do if you don't do what i say bad things are going to happen to you and it's so instead i'll tell 
you a moral story that kind of says pretty much if you do this, you'll get eaten or so, well, you'll die from poison apple or something you know? similar to what you just did. <laughs> well, it, exactly. it takes the blame yep. off of the parent. Like, it does. You know, right. clean your room or the boogeyman will get you versus well, me spanking you and I'm the bad guy. And to me, right. honestly, to skip over to Santa Claus, that to me was the, what Santa Claus has right. done. It's like, hey, if you're good all year long, Santa Claus will do this. If you're not, Santa Claus is going to give you coal and it's it's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. on and you. I, That's yeah. a deal between but you and I Santa. I couldn't help but notice that the word Santa, you know, Santa's name is only brought oh, up yeah. about, you know, three or four months a year. Oh, right. You know, it's kind of yeah. like once Christmas is over, it's yeah. like Santa just kind of disappears, never Exactly. Well, I still think he's the presents. original. Well, he's the original boogeyman. Right, really. but after you get all your presents, you know you've got like a solid like three month cushion where you can be a little asshole uh, before you, you have to start worrying yeah. about it. Yeah. Before they'll remember. Just going back to school, everybody yeah. was a dick because they yeah. got everything they wanted for Christmas, and they're and showing off their shit. Like, look what I got. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You've got the games now. You know what are they right? going to do? Take them away? That is too funny. And as far as the copyright, well, thing, I guess if you're uh, my parents, yes. The 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 black keys. I know. Um, kind of in in. Uh, reference to the whole Led Zeppelin thing uh, they recently put out an album and it was by an old blues guy and they they did it and all the proceeds went to his widow Oh, that's, um, that's and cool. she's still yeah, alive she's like cool. 80 or something and so they did the whole album with the idea that you know people have been stealing some from from, from uh, her husband's work and we're gonna just do it and then anything we make off of it goes right to her and so there there are some artists that are thinking about that it isn't all just like everybody's you know out there and and to uh, honestly probably to Led Zeppelin's, uh, uh, you know, uh, defense at that time, uh, uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, common to like credit everybody right. in every song. If you had an influence, they might've been there and Jimmy Page was probably playing, uh, those old riffs and was just like, that's a cool riff and let's keep going. And then they weren't thinking, Whoa, we need to credit the old blues guy who died a hundred years well, ago also, or something it's on not it, like, you know, it's not like, I mean, they transformed There's only it. so many riffs you can do on a guitar. It's exactly. And, and they transformed it a little bit. There's literally only 12 notes. Yes. Right. So they transformed it. If they came up with a riff that was very similar, if it, you know, he had heard it 20, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And, just started playing it. It's not like they could go to YouTube and be like, make sure this exactly. isn't, you know, someone else's before we say it's ours. A hundred percent. And that's like the, the beastie boys argument is that uh, the, their kind of classic album, Paul's boutique uh, has, uh, they say, if you tried to make it now, it would cost like $20 million because oh, all the, the, cause all the uh, samples, samples in it. Oh, wow. And this was yeah. right at the wild west of sampling when nobody thought anything of it, this but their album all... has like 50 or 60 samples on it. And some of the songs are based on samples even, right. but if you try to do it now, first of all, no one would give you permission. If right. you could do it, it'd cost you 10, 20 million or whatever it said. And so it's one of those rare kind of like uh, little pocket albums where it, it got to take advantage of before the laws kind of everyone wanted their piece of it. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a, it's it's happened before. People didn't get credit for stuff. People uh, got off of it. But I kind of think it does become a transformative thing. It's like, yeah, if I just take someone else's song and play it and just say, yeah, 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 over it, honestly, kind of a la Puff Daddy, you know, or something. <laughs> and, and like, you know, the Kid police Rock, or something, you know. I don't think that's very fair. Uh, he did a Led Zeppelin one, too, to, uh, uh, ironically. He did one like the Levy Breaks or something. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah Levy Breaks. <laughs> and you just feel like that isn't very transformative to me. This is almost like a karaoke or someone just right. hanging out listen to it but then when you hear something and they've taken five or six different things and obviously then it becomes you know it goes it's from own it piece. goes from stealing to borrowing is well, what, what is it, it like you know, the only it's transformative. Like, what does it legally need to alter it like one percent yeah how like much that to... and that goes back to the there's only so many melodies like willie nelson said that you can you can't steal a, a melody from a song because they've all been written and right. there's only about five or six of them and if you say well oh that or, or 
or you know that organization of the notes uh, uh, creates this melody. Well, this one does too, and that one does too. And there's, I mean, the more and with more with all the notes you look that at like it, Bach and Beethoven and all those guys wrote, I'm sure they've probably written them all before you exactly. like, all sure. this new age yeah. pop stuff even came oh, into yeah. existence. We deal with such a mean? simple palette compared to a lot oh, of that stuff. Absolutely, you know? I mean, yeah. Um, they, they were doing this stuff like forwards, backwards, upside down. You know, and we're for you know, orchestras. Oh well, yeah, yeah. They're writing music for twenty six people, not four. That's that's also yeah yeah, and they also had a, a very captive audience. Yeah, it is wild to think that each instrument and each sound was a person, and that um, they had to kind of think of it like that, and they had to use that. Um, I read a thing earlier that, that they, was... instead of waving batons, they actually uh, used to do a staff, and they would uh, kind of stomp it for the beat. That and that sense. and that one uh, of the co uh, conductors uh, hit himself in the foot and he got gangrene and died. Oh, wow. And they stopped doing it after oh, that. They started that's waving amazing. it around. So that's so metal. Hardcore, metal. isn't it? I know. So metal. Uh, he refused treatment too. He's like, "No, nah, it'll heal itself." And then oh, gangrene. Well, he died going. from it. They're like, "We're not gonna do the staff <clears> thing." Show anymore. must go on. <laughs> My earliest experience of like like you know a composer writing music and you seeing it come together is like very very early in like school band. Like okay, the brass yeah. and the woodwinds were separated in right. different classes. Yeah. So when you oh, you were yeah. learning to play a song, yeah, like I was yeah. a trombone, so right. I'm in the brass. So it was just me, us, the trumpets, and one okay. tuba guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're learning the bass line of the song, and the trumpets have a little bit most or some melody parts. Right. But then when we actually practiced, and you had the woodwinds, put the it all together, and the flutes come in. It was like, and the saxes, like, whoa, this is a completely different song. Right. Yeah, it's very compartmentalized, and so, it's kind of almost like doing like a movie or something, where like you only are in a few scenes, and then at exactly. the end of it, at the it's end like, of it, you're like, whoa, I didn't realize my scenes. How were many times have you used? seen an interview with an actor when they're just like, oh, I actually haven't seen the, the yeah the the, the final pro, you it's know, like final every film time, or whatever, yeah. you know. They don't watch it. Right. And so like from the percussions perspective, you know, when we split off, a lot of our stuff was rests. We would just sit there. And so we're just <laughs> silent room. Like, do, 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 do. Rest, rest, And so like just to fill up the space, sometimes we just like rest. Like we would shout the rest. Say it, yeah. That's and then funny. it was that it was so cool when we brought it around. I was like, "Oh, that's what that's goes what rest there." Oh, okay. that dude's got a solo right there. There's like, that's better than rest here. Because <laughs> <laughs> anything classic. that wasn't like a marching band or percussion centric, you know, we were just right. kind of like you know playing on the offbeats or yeah, yeah. It must be tough and disconnected, and, and that that's how actually you know when you're recording too music is that you're maybe playing track and track and track, and oh, then right, it's getting stitched right. together. Well, and like you were saying, you're with, punching uh, in little parts, and you have no idea what the whole thing sounds like. Like with the one man band too, that's got to be really right. weird. So like, what what instrument do you start with? Do you start with like the melody? Do you start with the rhythm? Right. Like, yeah. You know, it's what's your foundation? Like, that's right. a good, yeah. and, and does it vary by song? You would think you'd know, start does he with have the a, percussion lines and like. Yeah, you. I would. I would honestly. I would say if you're a one man band, I would. You'd probably start with the thing you're best at. I know that yeah. sounds a little maybe weird. The thing that if I wasn't some, great at something, most, I wouldn't start yeah. with it. I'd be afraid yeah. to start with it. Like if I can play something most proficient, I would play that That's first, true, yeah. and so then I would like just a fill in. Player, they'll play the keyboard part first, or if they're yeah. a guitar you, player, they'll play guitar. And first. And then you just do the simple because that's how I am a little bit. Then you just do the simplest thing the on everything else, background. and hope that like the best part kind of like right. doesn't. You're not gonna. You're never gonna overshadow that. That's for sure. Right. right. Yeah, but at least it'll be uh, even or more even. But I think that's kind of like uh, one of the classic ones is the Foo Fighters. 
Fighters, uh, Dave Grohl, and apparently the he, whole he, first album. he recorded that that before Nirvana even broke up. Did you? Yeah, know yeah. That? So I know recorded he, entirely before he and Kurt heard some. Yeah, of yeah. It. I know he he like he showed like let Kurt listen yeah. to the songs and he t- he gave him like not his not permission Notes but like something. his like yeah approval. Like, yeah, yeah, like dude, you should do- totally release this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, he always sang in all their stuff and all their live stuff, and you don't realize this, but a lot of times you think that's a double track, and it wasn't. It was actually Dave singing right along, and he had the same like uh timber and the same kind of growl too and it's obviously evident now with foo fighters but right, that right. whole first album even though it's not my favorite album of the of theirs by any shot you know it's like the mentos you know video and everything yeah, and, but, uh, but, but yeah, you can kind of tell though that he he can drum but he almost doesn't want to out drum the rest of the parts <laughs> does, of it you know very simple he, he, he's very he simple very in that exaggerates the very simplest of thank beats, you so. it's just the whole and... the whole thing yeah. is keeping well, within mean, line with what he can do i think with the guitar there's and nothing singing, from, you know? okay, so from a drummer's perspective there's nothing complicated like okay let's take fucking tenacious d's album oh for yeah example that's a good one he's on he's a on a lot of great stuff album yeah. and he i mean he doesn't he does his job he puts a great solid rhythm in the background right well, and doesn't he wonder, doesn't draw a lot of attention right. to himself but like it's like it definitely needs it that you know oh, it's yeah. there right but like you know red saying he didn't want to overshadow exactly. you know, jack yeah yeah but it's, and then, it, but it's i feel like a lot of drummers are, are afraid to go that simple because they don't want to seem like oh well you don't know how to play the complicated and stuff they, so that's why well you play the greatest it, you know? example of this though is the unplugged because i remember thinking you know he was always so crazy his hair flinging about and he hits the drum so hard like goes crazy on it and i'd imagine he plays with big sticks or something crazy like like that and then they did the unplugged and he had like his hair back and he had like the bamboo sticks you know oh, whatever yeah, little, and he yeah, was just having rods. to go ta tit tit like the most simplest thing and i was like wow this must be so difficult for yeah, him yeah he's like, probably sitting there but it kind of it kind of preluded though into the foo fighter album where right. he seemed to play kind of uh more reserved on that and then but he's done stuff with you know queens of the stone age he did oh, a yeah. whole album that was huge songs for the deaf and that yeah, was an amazing that was album. And the drums album. on that, I mean, that really does like it's a level of Nirvana, like the quality I of the heard drums. That album. No, and then I, he also did a huge uh, thing, a super group called Them Vultures. And okay. that's the same thing. It's got Josh Ohm from uh, Homemade, whatever, from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. But then the cool thing is, is their bassist in it. So it's just a trio. Their bassist, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Nice. Nice. And I'm telling you that if you want to hear something that like is like pretty close to almost giving you a little bit of a Zeppelin vibe, but like a newer, darker, you know, that modern kind of uh, Queens of Stone Age feel, then Vultures uh, is um, a great uh, um, uh, super band, if you will. Um, so all you it's got people Dave there, the Vultures. That's like, that's I mean, right. we were talking Looking the other day about how terrible Lars Ulrich as, uh, you know, claimed you said he Metallica. was actually like claimed to be, have taken lessons recently. Yeah, yeah. There's know? a whole thing where people have studied it online, <laughs> and they're almost positive that um, he's maybe heard criticism, or there's some proof that he was uh, collabing or seshing with another drummer, and they're pretty sure that they've seen a noticeable difference in, in and his like, drumming and yeah. recognize someone's style and his. Yeah, in his exactly. Now. And they're they're pretty sure that it's happened, and they, they, you know, it's happened actually with a few artists. I, I think it was one other artist. Um, uh, it was Dave Mustaine or someone else, ironically, that was in, in, in kind of that same similar group where um, they had gone and um, uh, played with somebody. And it was almost with intention. It's almost like someone's saying, he's a succubus. He's just going to, you know, steal his style. And, you know, he's just right. going to, like, cop a new guy's, like, vibe or something and try to, you know, steal some, you know, uh, some little uh, techniques or tricks. But um, it was an interesting uh 
uh, idea that they'd improve somehow. But Metallica's always kind of in the news in, in one way or another for for good or bad. But most of their albums recently have been kind of tough uh, for the Downhill. for the for the dedicated yeah. listener. Um, uh, it Might seems be like time to hang it up. Yeah, it seems like one thing or another. And honestly, I, you know, after a while, you know, it's just you know they've been really prolific. I just don't know how much more, even if you shift genre or evolve how much more you have in you you know so well it, it, they're coming from a time too where they pretty much kind of dominated that style you know they, oh, they sure. were the yeah. and, and today you know they've had, the they have so much competition metal. they're older they're a lot kind of less relevant right. now you know they haven't angry anymore <laughs> yeah they're, they're fat and wealthy now, that's right you know? that does they it. got nothing to bitch about it james they, doesn't drink anymore hey, they tend to yeah, repeat and they try to, they try to repeat a formula i think a little bit too more and more which just like let's write these type of songs and let's then, write this type of song but then you, know? you get the people that miss do the mix-ups of James Hetfield uh, just yeah. saying yeah for mm. like an, like the entire song like super cuts yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there I mean don't get me wrong you know uh, as far as uh, if you say if you go and ask nine out of ten people on the street right now name one metal band I can guarantee you. Metallica is probably going to be like if, yeah, nine if, out if of ten times. If they don't listen to metal, it's Metallica. It, it, yeah, like a, a layman, uh, a street person who isn't really super into music. Uh, or, if you put actually, them on the it spot, might be how old they might say Led Zeppelin. That's true, and older. But you know, then we get in this whole weirded uh, metal you star. Are right. You are right. They, they're kind of the star. We, star child. We talked about this. We talked about this a little bit the other day. Is what for was the the worse. birth of heavy metal? You know, the birth of metal. And there was a lot of concept of where was did it, it start? Yeah, was, it, was it Ozzy? Was it what, was it um, uh, Iron Butterfly? Yeah, in the God of Vida. Then there was some concept that um, uh, that Steppenwolf had a song. It was called "Born to Be Wild," and they actually coined the phrase in it. And uh, there's a line in it that says "Heavy Metal Thunder." Thunder. And so, oh, um, yeah, get your it's get thunder. your engine run. Yeah. Um, and so uh, head out on the highway. <laughs> and so uh, the whole idea was that they kind of coined the the concept, but that uh, Black Sabbath is classically known as maybe having the full album that right. is a heavy metal. Uh, album and then there's metal versus heavy metal and then of course it's split into a million genres oh, yeah. and nowadays i mean if people if you were to say to someone who's really into like metal or especially heavy metal or norwegian dark death metal you know suicide metal so specific then uh and you said led zeppelin was metal they'd almost probably laugh themselves yeah, out probably, of their yeah. seat, you know no, they'd be because, like they're the softest thing ever well, ha, yeah because if again i think if led zeppelin came out today they would be more the label more southern rock that's oh, yeah. yeah. They really I think would, yeah. I think rock blues blues rock. Um, they're that class because that's what we're saying is they were stealing from all the blues guys. And he I plays would... pentatonic scales just all, all, all up and down the thing. So, but um, yeah, they have kind of a I think rock would be or hard rock. I don't mm -hmm. know. You know, it's funny that there's soft rock, there's rock, there's hard rock, there's metal, there's heavy metal. There's now they have to like you said they have to go into is like there such thing as soft metal. <laughs> no, that, at that point it's like metal. Core. That's no that hard rock. Hard rock would be soft metal yeah. actually. It's okay. kind of yeah. like, oh, is yeah. there, in, the, in the scale, it would be. That's yeah. kind of yeah. like saying, is there a low high that's, or something? You know, that's yeah. medium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, the hard it, rock would be in there. I'm but there are some stuff. soft metal. You know, nobody refers to soft no, metal. No, actually, Metallica. I guess not yeah. Nickelback. The black, oh, yeah. No, there we go. Crap, that's pop. Dude. That's that's no, manufactured no, no, pop. You know Let's what? get into that, though. Hold on, hold on. Nickel crap. I will say that, what is that one album? Nipple hack. 
<laughs> one of their albums, their very first song on it starts off metal as hell. Oh, it's super heavy, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's distortion, double bass kick, and you're like, right. whoa, this sounds really good. And then it rolls into, you know, cheese. See, here's the thing. is I, what, I've heard, opens his what I've heard most people about Nickelback exactly is that they say the drums, like I've heard actually people say Nickelback's drums are some of the best drums they've ever heard. Sure Studio-wise, well they written. sound so, no, not even necessarily like, do you like that music? But they're just production-wise, how yeah. they sound well and what they're it, done. Very, they're very, very well super complex. And they've said, man, those are such good. And then they then they kind of step back and the other musicians are good. You know, they're good too. And like they're really tight together and this and that. And they rave and rave and rave about the musicians. And then they're kind of like, that, the and that's all I have to band. say. That's all yeah. I have to say because I don't want because they want to stop because they don't want to really say anything bad about the fact that really it gets bad because it's it starts out, like you said, big boom, boom, yep. boom. And then it starts sounds like you know, and it goes into this kind of like just real basic kind of songwriting He's and like, i think I'm it's a like teenager and well, they were, pissed off. it honestly feels like country metal i <laughs> call it country metal right and, and that's the thing that i think has kind of happened kid rock might be some of that it, we I could talk about redneck metal, metal um yeah. where it's like yeah it's it's almost like it sounds like if you took these lyrics and just put like an acoustic guitar behind it it's it's a country song oh, yeah, it's yeah. what i always well, think you that's know what, it's like that's what all pop country is now to oh, me yeah. it's uh country's horrible now it's literally it's 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 a mad libs <laughs> and it's like, do we want to make this a, right. a rap song or a country yeah. song? So right fill in the that. and fill yeah. in a different word. But yeah. it, right now, we could, we, you earlier said rock is dead or the you know the heavy metal lifestyle is dead because uh, ro yeah. rap and country have taken that. They're part. They're singing, oh, singing songs you're about right. partying. You really did go to the rap department. It's, it's all they? songs yeah. about partying. Getting those you know, guys are the real rock stars now. Right, right, right yeah. yeah. And they're crossing over from music into the movies. Post now Malone and, and stuff is even doing like rock now. Oh, yeah, ironically, did that whole, uh, Nirvana. We were talking about like that show. the other day, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and so it's like the mumble rappers are now playing Nirvana songs, and uh, <laughs> mumble and the and the uh, the the rock wannabe guys are now doing rap songs. You know, it's like everybody's flipping because everything. Everyone over. in rock is all it's, you know you're either sad or angry yeah that's right? true and i think there there's always going to be a, a spot for that it's kind of like the goth scene um well, how yeah, there's always going to be like oh well there's always going to be people who want to listen to sad music you still have steel panther bands like yeah, that, that bring, bring the party rock those back. are like the parody <laughs> style like a van halen motley crew what I mean, those, those guys are trying to get around. I think they're trying to get back together uh, a couple, like some of those 80 bands, uh, 80s bands, like hair yeah, bands. Yeah, but it's, and, it's always with sad results. When Molly yeah. Krug gets back together, you see, you know. Vince Neil is yeah. sad oh now. God, he is yeah. so bloated, man. Yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah. And oh, then, my God. Kind of, I'm just like. What is, it, is it Nikki Six or the other one? Nikki Six is the players? bassist. So, like, one of them, like can barely stand there well the, the guitar player really? mick uh i forget he started it but um he's actually uh i think it's mick jones i want to say is um the one that started it with uh tommy lee okay he put a, an ad in the newspaper and he uh he he was like i think 15 years at least older wow. than everybody in the band already yeah, so, so he's he's, oh, he's like in his 60s yeah. or almost oh, you know wow. he's really he's almost like rolling stone in sage you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so they're still all relatively young like nikki six actually for being kind of the the most fucked up of a lot of them he's actually in fairly good uh condition he oh, does a big man, youtube dude, thing and, because yeah, and he was he was real bad he was like heroin, a, he man. was and he, he was would shoot, do like a, i read his book actually. yeah he would drink like a, a fifth of uh um uh, a bottle you know or well, something yeah. a day he famously you know, wrecked that ferrari or whatever with uh, oh yeah was it vince in the car or yeah, yeah. Else yeah. Was in the car oh right? yeah no he killed him guy yeah, okay, yeah. That's right, right. one yeah. of the guys died yeah and then he got off yeah that was messed up i think it was vince was the one who came up on him yeah yeah but that was messed up nowadays you see his influence there's i don't know if you've seen black veil 
brides yes. at all. Oh my but I'm gosh. telling you, that's the funniest thing. I kind of, I kind of, you know, metal always has spectacle. We talked about this with how ironic how Kiss inspired metal bands and they don't sound like a metal band, and how yeah, there's right. you know Alice Cooper and obviously Marilyn Manson and that the, the visuals are big and and gimmicks. You know, with Slipknot, or some people see it as you know. Uh, and metal being like that but this whole idea of black veil uh brides is funny to me because it's literally like a band of six guys but they're all look like nikki six yeah they, well, it's, <laughs> they, they look like hot topic puked on yeah them. exactly I to mean, me it's, it's like they're all trying they're all different versions of nikki six yeah. i swear and it's and they're not like this now they've evolved a little bit if you will quotation marks have evolved because uh, the sound sounds the same but they look is different but they all had the spiky hair they all would do like one line under their eye they all wore uh, uh arm rest, Super, they look super just tight like Nikki Six, and even one of them was named Nikki, I oh, think. Wow. And then oh, they had geez. similar names, and I was just like, I, it was almost like I, I initially equated to it was like a K-pop band, right? I was like, because it, again, but metal, they, they, you know, but they looked super aggressive in that yeah. in the scene but they hardcore were, were they, not were, they weren't heavy. it was all the look and it was super poppy and very produced and like a k-pop band but they had a punk look but then it's like i don't know it's part of that kind of scene emo core that i'm not necessarily as right. a big a fan of but it was really it was really interesting though to see the influence and how things went when you live through you know an influential period and then you see kids come up and like they've like just heard you know heard a couple of motley crew songs and they just like it's funny to see what they all attach themselves to you know it's like nikki six like right yeah yeah do. which which one do they single out uh, yeah exactly who's gonna like rise up and you know it's good because nowadays it'd be if they pick vince neal that would have been a bad call well as long as they're not you know <laughs> nobody, nobody, all, as long as they're not trying to replicate tommy lee's methods of mayhem oh, we're all good there we right. go yeah. yeah that was interesting I, I was always fascinated he did a uh an album with smashing pumpkins oh, uh, wow. billy corgan yeah where they had drummer kind of issues and they became friends or Something. Oh yeah, yeah. They, did, they that, did the album with synthetic drums yeah, on it too. Exactly. Yeah, they did an album that was all uh, uh, drum machines, and yep. then they got Tommy Lee. He hooked up and hung out with him, and it was a really interesting album because uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know it, you wouldn't immediately think it. But then once you hear it, it's almost like you can't unhear what Rising, you, you, know? you can never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Tommy Lee's on this. You just keep thinking about him and, and Pamela, you know, the whole time. So you know <laughs> about uh, how big of a bar they had to how use. How dare you bring that up? <laughs> that was the original uh celebrity tape you know oh, before pam and every or before uh can you only imagine can you imagine you. If that happened you know during the days of the internet oh yeah no it was i mean it was but it well, you couldn't I mean, upload a video well i mean like, yeah <laughs> like uh like if you want to see a picture of pamela you had to wait five minutes to download right oh yeah thing, yeah you know? <laughs> it's like i'm waiting oh I'm man waiting. those are the days <laughs> You're just kind of like, oh, good so far, good so far. Oh, no, 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 no. Back. don't pick up the phone, don't pick up the phone. Yeah, because, like, you know, there were no thumbnails. Oh, man. What the fuck was the thumbnail? Yeah, right? it was just links. Yeah, just lines. Yep. I remember that. It was just like, oh, number 47 isn't good. Don't look at number 47. Right. Is this is this a good picture or a, or a virus? That's funny. Oh, yeah. Russia yeah, Roulette. Then you had that, yeah. LimeWire, yeah. Morpheus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was much more hacker matrix times back then. That was the good old days. Was oh, our, everything was like, we're in. Look, file we're, we're getting this song for someone that has cable internet. It'll download faster. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> exactly. yeah, we always look for the people that had cable slash DSL, T1, right? Yeah, if you exactly. saw 56K, you'd said, nope. Ain't happening. Yeah, that was it. These are all these are all internet speeds for the kids out there. You know, these are not. Uh, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking mid '90s here. We're a little, we might be uh, dating ourselves a little. This bit is when here. you used a landline. It's a it's a thing that was had a, right, had yeah, a phone mom, on the end of it. Your mom would pick up to call your grandma. And you would go, 
And then whatever you're doing was done. I was yeah. legitimately not allowed to get on the internet until after 10 o'clock at night. Uh, because of that. Because, yeah, because you know, it took up. somebody might call. Like yeah, after, after 10 it. o'clock. Yeah, you my, get the busy signal. Yeah, it was 9 right. o'clock well, at my house. And, and yeah. after 10, you know, it was like, you know, nobody should be calling the house anyways. I had that happen to me. I was in college, actually. And this is a funny story. Um, uh, what had happened is... Uh, uh, I was out late night drinking and we were, uh, with a friend and, um, he was driving my car and he backed up in a bar and he, and he hit a car. He didn't really like smash or anything, but we didn't really know, you know, and we didn't, we weren't aware of it, but someone out in the bar saw it. And so they called up, uh, the cops, but we had already left. And so the cops came and, and were coming for me. Oh, wow. You know, and showed up at the door and, and I told my roommate, I'm like, I got to go down there and figure this out and everything like, uh, stay, you know, off the internet because when I call, I need to, you know, you to come get me and I need, oh, and this is pre Uber, no. pre all that stuff, pre oh, yeah. phones or any, you know, cell phones. Yeah, no and cell so phones. they, they, they take me down there and the cops are nice and everything, but I have to like, I get a, uh, uh, they send me through a hit and run thing. Uh, they write it up and then I have to like, uh, get my friend to come and testify that he was the one who, who did it. And he was okay. fine with that you know and there was no damage really it was a bullshit right. thing but um of course what happens is i get down there and all i get is a busy signal <laughs> beep beep i'm like oh no i'm sure my friend will pick up i'm like motherfucker i'm like what is going on I'm like beep beep i'm like oh and literally he's just like looking at porn oh, <laughs> while i'm in the while i'm in the police department you know oh, i'm just like great I, I need him to come you know not bail me out but just pick me up you know and it's like it's like 20 miles from the you know we don't live close and so it was just like it was it took like three hours before i could get uh someone to come get me so damn, it kind of sucks you, know, you get home he's like left arms a little bit bigger right? <laughs> yeah. like damn dude i'm really? like i'm like why does it smell like lotion in here bro like Good what's Lord, the Lord, man, do you ever have to pee <laughs> jesus christ so but yeah that was a. Uh, I kind of i kind of gave him a hard time about that definitely that was a that was a low low point in the <laughs> the annals of internet history so i so. i i think that, that that'll be our lesson for today yeah that'll be the moral Is, of the story uh, porn and dial up <laughs> don't, don't don't go together they don't mix just don't do it you have to be very right? patient very very patient just don't do it right so this has been toke tunes and talk i've been wes i'm joe and i'm jim all right we'll talk to you guys next time good hanging out